Okay, I'm back. No, I'm not back. We just shot one video. We're shooting another one. I want to talk. You guys, this is the hot topic. You've got this great idea. It's launching. It's in Walmart, maybe in Target. And it's, you've been working on this forever, and you really want to sell a lot of product. Your family wants to sell a lot of product. So you need to get the brand awareness out to people. Okay, I want to get on the Ellen Show. Is that possible? Now, I've got experts here, right? I've got Madeline here. She does the PR for, for Stephen Key Media and Vent Rice. She's been doing it for a decade. I've got Andrea here. She's a pro. She does it for a lot of people forever. So first question. Andrea, what do I do? I want to get on the Ellen Show. Can I do okay. it? Can you help me? The answer is, do you have a million dollars? Okay. So, so Stephen, what you are asking is, is the Ellen question today is the Oprah question of yesterday. Ellen focuses on celebrity-driven items. Anything else she has when she does her giveaways and what have you, those are sponsorships. That's not editorial content. And that's where the average viewer doesn't realize. They're thinking, oh, look at this great audience giveaway. John Doe Company just gave out 250 of them. No, 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 no. They're giving out a product and they're paying the Ellen Show to give out the product. Wait a minute, you're breaking my heart. I've burst your bubble. But, (laughs) But remember... It's not the only game in town. And that's where inventors have to understand that. And I think that running Andrea past public relations and doing public relations in the inventor community for as long as I've done it, there are many media outlets. Don't get your heart broken by focusing on winning the gold medal in the Olympics. Focus on the fact that there are audiences consumer buying audiences that are watching lots of content on television, on online, reading, watching, listening. So don't discount your local media outlets, okay? I'm based in the New York City market, so I'm in the number one market of the world. Tough, 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 tough. We're number one here in New York. Getting a client on in this market is tough but it takes calling producers, having a story and not being sales oriented. Mm -hmm. If you're selling a product, they're going to tell you to buy an ad. Therefore, you can't sell a product. You need to talk about, I've got this great new gadget for the kitchen, go in with recipes. Therefore, you're doing a recipe, so I'm a chef, Chef Andrea, and I'm gonna show you this new nonstick pan that is amazing and I've got great easy omelet recipes for you and your family that could work for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Okay. Now you know what's So I'm doing recipe and then I say, oh, okay. And I'm using this pan because and it becomes editorial, not advertising. So how there you go, Madeline, we talk a lot about that. It's all about how to serve that audience. I think you keyed in on the missing piece for most people. We receive a lot of pitches from entrepreneurs and inventors who would like press. And there's this delicate balance because it's honestly, it's often very clear to me that they probably haven't read too much about what we write and how we write about it because it's actually a bit of a niche. You know, we most often write about licensing success stories. Sometimes we write about some other things, but you know, you can just read when a pitch is 
is this someone is like, it's all about me. I'm just telling you my story and getting that out there. I'm like, this has not, there's nothing for me here. You know, there's nothing for my audience. But when I receive something that's crafted and that says, shows an understanding of what I need to produce, what we need to produce an article, what our audience needs, then I'm immediately much more interested because frankly, they've done the hard work for me. Mm. I'm not going to do that hard work for them of figuring out their story and how it relates to our audience. But if someone comes to me and says, has packaged it in such a way that makes it easy for me to say yes, that's very different. Now, Andrew, I've got a question for you because I think this is really important. So let's say I come to you, I'm an inventor and I've got this great product and I think it's going to be great for this one outlet. And I'm watching it. I'm watching it a little bit so I kind of know their audience. Do I just kind of give you what I think the pitch is or do you craft the pitch? Because Madeline's right. It's all about the audience for us. How important is that message you're crafting for your client, for that audience? The message is very important because my message is editorial and content. I, as a public relations person, know how to craft the message. I know how to do the 30-second pitch or under when I get that producer on the telephone. I know how they work things. So if we're doing a story about a whole bunch of gadgets that are great for spring cleaning, then it shouldn't just be your item because they're not going to have you on. You need a lifestyle expert who's going to go down the table and your item is included. So there's a different way to pitch depending on the audience and the media outlet that you're pitching. So if you're pitching a story based on a book, and of course, when you have a book, like you do, Stephen, that lends itself to tremendous press because you can always refer to the book. So I always say to my clients, if you have a book, that would make life even easier for a public relations person like myself. But for the average person, if you're living in New York or Chicago or L.A. or Houston or St. Louis, you're in large markets. They're not going to have you as a guest on their show to talk about your product. It just doesn't work that way. It's advertising. It's advertising. Yeah. And and it's interesting. I, I was at an event a few weeks ago and a woman sat next to me and, what do you do? What do you do? I do public relations. Oh, I make skincare products. I'm going to be on TV all over. I said, oh, how is that happening? Oh, I'm just going to call them. Why do they want to have you on their show? Well, I have great skincare products. Skincare products are a dime a dozen. There are millions of skincare products. There are lots of products. For you to stand out, there has to be a reason to tell your story. And that's what a public relations person will bring to the table to help you tell that story right. to the media. So remember, in, in the public relations world, sometimes we'll call smaller media outlets low-hanging fruit. But they're smaller and they give you an opportunity to get a review about your product or to give you that interview so we have content. Because if we don't have content, meaning a public relations person, I can't then say to a TV station, feature Steven, he has a great story. Well, they're going to say to me, has Steven been on television before? Can you send me YouTubes of him on television? They don't want made up in a studio YouTubes. They want the real deal. They want to see how you will be in front of the camera because they don't want to be your learning tool. So I say to inventors and others looking for public relations, let's start with the smaller outlets, local things, mm -hmm. uh, online, so that you get the experience and you have the content so that you can then get to the next. It, 
you know, you're stepping up the steps, step stool. But so, so television it's really about is being, hard. It's really about being camera ready too, isn't it? I mean, that's what you're saying. Like do the local stuff, regional, and then maybe go national. Because once you get under the bright lights, the green room, right? It's not easy, is it? It's not, it's never easy. It's never easy. But once we have that, people are more apt to interview you. I mean, I, I you know, I, I've worked with, with a, a, I consider famous TV pitch man. He's been around a long, long time. He has this wonderful British accent and he's the greatest guy. But they say to me, okay, um, what can, what can we do? What have you done editorially instead yes. of pitching? So I have to provide clips of him on television being interviewed okay. because when you're pitching a product, you're talking straight into the screen and you're talking to the home audience. It's different because they don't want you selling. They want you being editorial content. So anyone can use that. Here's another point I'd like, I'd like to bring up. And I found this since I launched Andrea Pass Public Relations, the world in public relations has changed. There's a lot of... I hate this term. Here it comes. Pay to play. Yes. Pay to play. And Madeline, I knew you would agree with me on that. It's really changed so much. And so many television stations, television broadcasts are saying, oh, we can have your product featured down the table for X amount of dollars and you get your 30 seconds. Now, do I recommend doing this? Sometimes I do because you're not going to be on the station otherwise you still get your 30 seconds, and then you have that content to share on your website and in your social media pages, and you can always say, I was featured on XYZ. The majors don't charge. Today's show, Good Morning America, Fox and Friends, they're not charging. But local stations have to make money. And the lifestyle expert who might have a segment once a month on a local station, they need to make a living. So- so they're making a living by someone paying to have their product down the table. So there are times I do recommend that because I find that it's going to give you the content. It's going to reach your target audience. Bottom line is you are going to make sales. So don't discount it, but do your homework. Uh, another pay to play situation. There are these shows that say, oh, we're famous shows and we have millions of viewers. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> Those shows could be airing at two in the morning in Jabip, Iowa. Oh, Just because God. they tell you they have two million viewers, yes, I guess if you add up Jabip, Iowa and John Doe, Wisconsin, and oh, in the middle of the night and they say how many viewers they have all the time, those numbers can seem real. Don't spend $25,000 on having a three or six minute TV segment about yourself. Don't thank, do it. Thank you. Stop. Thank you. Don't do it. Wait a minute. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I guess you're welcome. Because there's a way to get content without okay. putting your hand deep in your pockets. And, and you, at Invent, right, you're, you're working with inventors. You're telling inventors what to spend money on, how to get a provisional patent, how to get a patent. You know, let's not charge somebody $25,000 that's going to have no or limited viewership that once you post it on your social media, those in the know are going to laugh and say they paid for that. Yeah, Madeline points that out all the time about the pay to play, Madeline. I 
I didn't recognize it until you kind of pointed it out to me. And yeah. Yeah, this is a thank you for bringing this up because I think um, there's a lot of aspects of the pay to play system and there's kind of a little switcheroo taking place online where publications in the news, we're all familiar with sometimes the news, some aspects of the news media are really struggling. They're looking for different um, profit models. And so, yeah, on TV, I fully imagine people pay for spots, but also in online digital media. Sometimes I'll see something and someone in, in says they're here or there, and you look a little closer and it's a sponsored article or it's a sponsored post, or maybe it seems like they might've paid someone to get that there. And I have conflicting feelings about that. If you're not looking very closely, the, the average person might think, wow, they're in Forbes. Wow, they're an entrepreneur, they did it. Um, and that's not always the case. So if you are trying to get press and you're not paying for it and you're not immediately being successful, I would say don't be discouraged. There is a longer play here that you may have to put in some work and some people might be skipping some stones here to get that press mm -hmm. and it, it's just, there's more going on behind the scenes than often meets the eye. And I could go into this at length. We just got an email this morning from someone saying, I'd like to get my clients in entrepreneur.com. I'll pay you $2,000 to write about them for an article. And we don't ever do that. And frankly, our, all of these business magazines are just living in horror that some people that, that are contributors are doing that. But it does happen and it's something mm -hmm. to know about. And I think what's important is our world has changed. Everyone considers themselves a journalist. So there are many blogs, many online news sites. These are not being written by people who went to journalism school or majored in communications or worked at a media outlet prior. Their writing might be fine, but they're not. So keep in mind, who do you want to work with? And one of the things that I always say, and especially, and we can have a whole discussion about online and blogs at another time, but just in a snippet, I only work with blogs and online content. The only thing I'm doing is having my client provide the product for them to review. Mm. I am not having my client write a check so that they could re review the product. I might offer an extra one as a giveaway, mm -hmm. okay. but if we're going to do a giveaway, you, the blogger, should be then tagging my client appropriately. Okay. So that there are more eyeballs there. So like I said, someone who is a publicist, someone who's been doing public relations for a long time is going to know the right way to approach this. And and for instance, I, I had worked on a project, still working on a project for a client of mine. And we had sent out a number of samples requested only. Don't send samples to someone who didn't request it. And you have a record of it in your emails. And I realized that two of the outlets did not include my client when they said they would. So I reached out to them and, and there's a lot of time involved with following up and what have you. I got in touch with them. They both got back to me. They both apologized. Things got crazy. Can they add it into this next guide that they're going to do? One of them, I said, yes, because I liked it. The other one, I said, that's not appropriate for my client. Can you do something else that would be more appropriate? They got back to me sure. and both of them are going to write their review based on my dialogue with them and both will benefit my client. But follow-up is also tough, especially for an inventor because there's only so many hours in the day. So you work with, with InventRite, you know things are gonna be followed up. You work with Andrea Pass Public Relations, things are gonna be followed up. So 
So, sure. so don't sure. don't start sending your product all over the place and say, "Oh my goodness, I sent my product to Ellen DeGeneres. It's going to be." Wait a minute! You broke my heart. You're doing it again. Okay, you guys. All right, I want to I want to wrap it up real quick. Thank you very much. Um, we're going to put information out. People can find you down below. I want to continue this series. If you like what you're hearing and you have questions, please write it down below. Tell your friends, subscribe. I think there's so much information here. We haven't even scratched the surface. So everybody, yeah. Madeline, thank you for coming on again. In fact, we're just doing these back to back. Andrea, thank you very much. I know you're an expert. We're going to keep on giving tips to you so you can get that product out either by professional or you can figure out how to do it yourself. But we want people to get their ideas out so people know about them. So thank you both.